All right, all right. Welcome to Crime Pursuit Podcast. I'm Ed Bounds. I'm your host, along with Kathy Chris. And we don't have a brand new pursuit, but we are doing a follow-up that is a very interesting case. And we have a very interesting guest that I enjoy talking to a lot. Um, so, we got a lot to cover, so we're going to get right to it. And we're going to introduce our guest, Lynn, Senator Lynn DeSanto. Do I have that right? Uh, you do, but I am no longer a senator as of December 31st, so I am now just a regular person again. Oh, <laughs> wow. You know what? I did not know that. Yes, yep. So I'm uh, I'm no longer serving, and uh, I've uh, relocated to a new state. So I am no longer senator, but who knows what the future holds. Okay, okay. Well, my apologies, but I'd like to win you a senator, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Nobody likes a politician, so you might have been the only one that liked me then. Yeah, well, you know, that's that's okay. A lot of people don't. They don't like Donald Trump, but you know how that is. So. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you relocated to another state. So where, where are you at now? Yes, I've, I've moved to Red Lodge, Montana, and so I, I had to resign my position due to the move. Um, and uh, I'm enjoying uh, just being in the private sector again. And, uh, you know, my work with missing persons started because of my Senate uh, time, and that's how I started in it. But when I resigned, I made it official that I would continue working on this and that it would not be something I would, leaving, it would be leaving behind. So Okay. Well, you know, yeah. um, before, I, I, like I was telling the listeners, this is not a brand-new pursuit. This is um, mm-hmm. a follow-up. That we covered this Chance Engelbert story, uh, part one and two, and there's been a lot of developments since uh, everything has, you know, this story has been going on, and we wanted to bring you on uh, because there were some different things that happened. You've been covering this case. You've been covering it on YouTube, Facebook, and you know, doing a great job to keep it out there. So. We wanted you to come and, and talk to our listeners about the latest updates and what's going on with Chan Singlebird, what's going on with his family. But before we get into that, give the listeners, for those that are not hip to who Chan Singlebird is, give us a rundown of who he was and what happened and where and what date. Sure. Uh, so Chance Engelbert is a 25-year-old uh, young man married to wife Bailey, uh, has a little baby boy named Banks. And they were living in Moorcroft, Wyoming. Um, however, he didn't disappear from Moorcroft. He disappeared July 5th when he was visiting his wife's family that lived in Gearing, Nebraska. And so they're down there for 4th of July uh, doing what families do, you know, going and visiting the in-laws. And uh, during that time, something happened and Chance disappeared from there and he has not been seen since. Well, you know, um, my team and myself, you know, we, we're constantly watching the groups. We're constantly watching the news, you know, hoping for updates of, you know, hoping this guy is found alive, if not found, period, so his mother can have closure. So a lot has happened, especially since after we covered it. You have really been, you know, on it. Give me your take on part one of our podcast we had his best friend and his wife on our show uh we have noticed that there's been they have been getting attacked 
by different people, different groups. Are you aware of any of that? Yes, I, I have been in very close contact with his best friend, Matt, um, who's really taken a lot of leadership on this. This is a young man that carries a lot of guilt because of the fact that Chance made a couple of phone calls before he went missing. And one of those phone calls was to his best friend saying, I need a ride. And Matt was not able to pick him up. And to, to try to imagine that your friend calls you, can I... Can you come pick me up? I, I need help. No, I'm sorry, I can't. And then he disappears. And so Matt has been on a mission since that happened to find and locate his best friend. Um, his wife, Tanya, has been amazing support to him. And they have really, really been attacked um, and even been blamed at times for uh, Chance's disappearance. And, and that's what I want to get into because mm-hmm. I, I don't understand. This man has spent money. He has devoted a lot of time. His wife has devoted a lot of time. Why all of a sudden are they being attacked? Yes, yeah. Well, it, it, what's very interesting about this case is, is that you see that there's been very early on a division amongst sort of whose side people are on. And, and it's very unfortunate because I think everyone would agree that being united and working towards the same goal is what's in everyone's best interest. But unfortunately, in this case, what happened early on is it sort of became Chance's family and supporters going on one side and Bailey and her family and their supporters on the other side. And so Matt has been more aligned with Chance's side of the family. And because of that, they've taken a lot of attacks from Bailey's side of the family that have not appreciated his efforts as much as you might think they would, considering that this is their son-in-law. This is the father to their grandchild, and yet they do not seem very supportive of his efforts. Very surprising. You know, and, and I, I texted him, and, and I asked him, was him and his wife okay? And he said they were. Um, do you know anything about a, a big group or a special group that uh, recently attacked him and, and said that him and his wife was a suspect? Or, or do, are you aware of that? Yes, yes. It was quite incredible because Matt actually had originally in this group to come and be a part of one of their searches. So he had initiated contact uh, with this particular group that was going to bring drones and supposedly be helpful to the search. Uh, Instead, they came and they made allegations that Matt and his wife and some of the people in their group were possibly planting evidence or removing evidence and doing things in a very shady way and then sort of inferred that there must be a reason. And uh, Matt and uh, Tanya actually had to, if you can believe this, take legal action um, to try to protect their reputation amongst this group. And uh, I just don't think Matt ever could have foreseen that coming. Well, how can, and, and, and help me understand this, how can they accuse Matt and them of planning evidence or hiding evidence and how long has it been now since Chance has been missing? Uh, Chance, yeah, Chance has been missing since July 5th. And so a, a very long time. Uh, right. And it, for them to, you know, what, what they did is they basically, I think, saw somebody out in the distance doing something, and they didn't know what the person was doing. And this person was a party to Chance's search efforts. They see a person, they go, what is that person doing over there? And rather than asking questions and trying to find a reasonable answer, 
Um, they jumped into, I think they're planning something or removing something, and it just, to me, seems so out of left field. I called the head of that organization personally and asked them why they had made that allegation, and she could not give me any solid reason whatsoever. Go figure that. You know, mm -hmm. here's my thing. Now, he has the upper advantage. He's there. They got to come there. So if he was going to do anything out of out of the way, do anything to plant or whatever, don't you think that they would have done that before the group got there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? This is what I'm saying. The, the idiot type of behavior, you know, and I'm watching this with the groups and I'm thinking, OK, now let's let me think like a criminal here. If, if I'm here where I live at now, I have you guys coming out here and you're coming here. I have all the time in the world to plan evidence or get rid of any evidence that since July, you know, why would I wait till you guys get here and do it in front of you? That makes no sense. That That is the most childish behavior I've ever ever seen. Honestly, I'm just going to be honest. Yes. Yes. And what people have to understand about Matt is Matt is a blue-collar guy. He works in a mine. He, he doesn't want fame. He doesn't want. He's not trying to uh, become rich off of his the disappearance of his best friend. He told me. He said, "Lynn, I just w wish I could go back to my regular life." I mean, he he. You know, I think there's people that have this thought that Matt is trying to further himself in some way. Nothing could be further from the truth. He sacrifices his time with his family and his life to go look for his best friend with his boots on. And to the people criticizing him, I say, get your boots on and go out there and do it. Amen to that. Amen to that. Because mm -hmm. that's, I, you know, we cover a lot of cases. And a lot of people from out of state, they have something to say. And, and that's the first thing out of my mouth. Okay, since you want to criticize me and my team so much, then why don't you get on a plane or get in your vehicle and get boots on the ground and come help us? But they have everything to say behind those little tablets, those iPads, and those phones. <laughs> that's exactly right that's and that's what they've been through so i i continue to be a very strong math supporter and uh i i believe that he is a guy i have said over and over again we could all be so lucky to have a best friend oh absolutely like right yes you know what and i'm thinking to myself and, and i told matt this on my show i said you know what i wish i had a friend like you <laughs> you know, if I go uh -huh. missing, I hope I have somebody that's going to care about looking for me the way you do. And, and we, that's exactly right. Yeah, we laughed about it, you know, but it was just a little humor that the, the, the chance is lucky to have someone like Matt and his wife. And then for Matt's wife to be as strong as she is to support her husband, because a lot of wives would have been like, honey, we have a family. We we have bills. We have work. We have life. We need to move on. But she's been right there with Matt, and she was on the show as well. An incredible woman, incredible woman. Yes, yes, yeah. And they, they have at times lived in fear. I mean, they this is not just people on keyboards. They have worried that something will actually happen to them too. And so we're not, I mean, with no one knows what has happened to Chance. There has been a lot of accusations and allegations. But based on those things, they have feared for their own safety as well. And that's not something to mess around with either. No, it's not, because I, I heard that as well. 
and it's like okay that is that that that's that's just so immature you know if if you don't want if you don't like what they're doing then find something else to do you know watch tv uh, uh buy a puppy or take some knitting classes or something you don't have to give them problems when they're trying their best why beat up on somebody's reputation while they're trying to do the right thing because I can tell Matt carries that guilt from, you know, when that happened. It'd be hard to be in his shoes right now. And so many people can get in these groups and they can just judge. They think they got it figured out and they're they're like the FBI. They're better than the FBI. They're better than Detective Columbo. I done, <laughs> Lynn, I done heard it all. And it's like, you know what, either go out and help them support them if you can't do that then pray for them if you can't do that mm-hmm. go sit down somewhere and and just mm-hmm. let people do what the people do like like what he's doing and like what you do and other people do so that's where i'm at on that so true so okay have you had a chance to meet matt and his wife i have i actually did an interview with matt uh, very shortly after chance disappeared um my first uh, when I was first involved in this case, we met and I sat down and did a video with him, and uh, it just blew me away. And that was really what piqued my interest was talking to him. When I met with him, I knew very little about the case, and when he filled me in uh, on the background of everything and just the unusual circumstances around this case, uh, I was hooked, and that's really where it all started for me. You know, you're pretty good about your surroundings. If you would have thought any minute that he was involved with his friend's disappearance, I'm sure you wouldn't have went and met him, am I correct? Yes. When I'm interviewing people for the first time especially, I go in there with a very neutral point of view. I don't have an assumption made. I'm there to ask questions and to try to figure out what's happening. And so when I met with Matt, I didn't know what exactly I was walking into, but I could tell very early on that he is one of the good guys and he is coming from the right place, trying to find his best friend. I mean, he, as a guy, even became very emotional. Like I said, this is a blue-collar guy, works in a mine. He, you know, when I met with him, his hands were dirty. I mean, this is a guy that, you know, pulls up in a pickup truck. He and he, a guy like that became very emotional talking about his best friend being lost. And it touched me deeply because I could see how greatly he'd been affected by this. Okay, so moving right along, um, you took a trip recently. I believe it was about a month ago. Yep, just almost a month ago now, correct. Okay, so give me a little rundown of what that felt like being in that city, being in that area where Chance once was at, his footsteps. Did you get any, like, vibes off of that? Yes, yeah. So, like I said early on, you know, he is missing from Nebraska, but he is actually from Moorcroft, Wyoming. And I had very early on reached out to Bailey um, actually, originally, I had sent Bailey a message and asked her if she was willing, Chance's wife, to talk to me and meet with me and do an interview. And she originally said yes. And so oh. I had planned to meet with her. We had, yeah, we had it scheduled and everything. And then she, at the very last minute, sends me a text message and says, I've changed my mind. I'm not, I'm not comfortable. <laughs> and w- one thing about my style is if yeah, I'm not going to press people or force people. And right. So, when she said she wasn't comfortable, I, I dropped it. 
Um, I waited about a month, and then I, I messaged her again and just said, hey, you know, I haven't heard much. Would you maybe reconsider? And she again declined. And so uh, that, that was my earliest interaction with her. But I had had a thought, well, you know, I'm going down the interstate. I'm driving down Interstate 90. I'm headed between South Dakota and Montana, going through Wyoming, and I'm going to be near Moorcroft, uh, where Chance and Bailey live. And so my thought was, you know what, I'm going to stop and just see where he lives, see if I can, you know, see if his vehicle's there, see if anyone's around, and maybe I'll get lucky and Bailey will be there and her and I can talk. And uh, I I had hoped for a positive outcome with her. I didn't go there uh, with a thought of trying to attack her or do anything negative. I thought, you know, I'll, I'll just see. And so uh, I pulled into Little Moorcroft. I'd never been to Moorcroft. It's a very tiny town, um, you know, just a few streets, not a lot there, very few people, um, and very, very blue-collar, simple, hard-working, salt-of-the-earth people that live in Wyoming. Um, you can tell everybody knows everybody. Uh, it seems like the type of town that doors aren't locked and people leave their keys in their car outside. Uh, that's the that's the vibe that you get when you're in this small town. So you get there to the house. Uh, what's the feeling? You you are you feeling like this is scary? This may be dangerous for me. This may be okay. I'm Lynn. I got this. How did that go? Well, when I got there, there was a lot of snow out around the house, in the yard, on the driveway. You know, it was there was so much snow that I looked at it and I thought it kind of looks like no one's been here for a while. And so when I'm looking at the house, I felt like I was standing most likely at a house that was vacant for some time because no evidence of travel, people walking in and out or anything like that. And so I didn't feel nervous because I thought an empty house, okay, maybe I'll just video the house, just show people the house um, and just show people where he lives. And so I, but I also think I should knock on the door just in case I'm wrong. <laughs> um, maybe someone's here and I don't know it. <laughs> so I walked up and I knocked on the door, and two little kitty cats were in the window looking out. I didn't see any action in the window. I could sort of see in the house. I didn't see any evidence of people. I didn't hear any noise. So after standing there for a few minutes, I turned around and walked away. And I had thought that that would probably be the end of it, but it wasn't. Okay, and you thought it'd be the end of it because I watched the video, Kathy. It was it was really interesting. So I'm watching and I'm seeing. I'm like, oh boy, Lynn is on this. I like this, and I I I can't remember. I was doing something and I was watching. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm talking about. So I stopped everything I was doing and I'm watching Lynn. And Lynn's in the vehicle and she says, "Uh oh, the police is here." Lynn, yeah, did you see that? I watched it. <laughs> All right, Lynn, take it from there. What happened when the popo showed up? Yes. So my thought when I realized no one's home is, again, I'm just going to shoot the house and leave, right? Take a few pictures. Right. Do a little video, say this is where Chance lives. And all of a sudden, here comes a police officer. And uh, honestly, because I'm not doing anything wrong, at first I don't realize he's even there for me. I'm thinking he's just local little cop. You know, there's only a few streets to drive up and down anyway. Right. He's going to drive right by me. So I was so surprised when he pulled over and he gets out of the car and he says, you know, he starts sort of asking me, what are you doing? And uh, and telling me that I need to leave and I can't do that. And uh, I was surprised because I couldn't figure out how he even knew I was there because I knocked on the door and no one had come. 
And that's when I found out, because Bailey comes running out of the door yelling that she was inside and that she was very well aware that I had knocked on her door and probably saw me and went, uh-oh, because I would assume she probably knows who I am from uh, previous videos. Oh, of course she did. And, you know, mm-hmm. when I saw that part, that's when I'm like, okay. Now, you had clearly said in the video that you had knocked on the door and no one answered. And mm-hmm. Bailey comes out and tell the listeners what she said to what you can remember that she said. Uh-huh. Uh, well, she she was using profanity and saying that I'm putting her child's life in danger by being there. Um, and, uh, of course, that was horrible for me to hear her say that. I mean, I, right. I would never want to put a baby at risk, but she screamed that I was pulling, putting her child at risk. And um, she was, like I said, using profanity. She was very angry. Um, she did have another female with her, appeared to be probably a friend or a sister or something like that that was with her. And they were enraged that I was there and, and were yelling at the police officer that they wanted me gone. Yeah, I you know, I saw that. Now, being that that happened, what your, just in your opinion, what did that tell you? Here did you because in my in my opinion, you're helping, you know, and I I want yeah. your help, you know, and and so when in these situations where you have a missing loved one, you want all the help you can get. You want TV coverage, news coverage, uh, social media coverage, and everything. Except you didn't get this. You got foul language thrown at you along with the police being called because, like you said. Clearly in the video, you wasn't breaking any laws. Right. There was no negative intent. And and what is amazing to me is I have every day families that send me messages and say, my loved one is missing or my friend is missing. Will you please cover it? Will you please share it? Will you please talk about it? We're doing everything we can. Every day I get those and I have to screen through those and, and look up stories and people's names, people that are desperate for exposure because their loved one is missing. And so here I am trying to bring exposure and keep Chance's face in the media. And rather than thank you for coming and, and, you know, having a respectful conversation, she gets angry. And it really made me and a lot of other people that were watching it, and remember, this is unfolding live. Right. People are watching this live. Yeah, that's true. Say, why is she so defensive? What is she so afraid of? Why won't, what, what is going on that she is so angry um, at anyone that's trying to help find her husband? And, and you know what, Lynn, that you say that, because now, when I, you know, when we covered this, the part one and two, we didn't really go after Bailey like that. It was like, okay, here's the story. Uh, anybody knowing any information? Or, you know, we asked for opinions with people on our page. But then when this happened, when you went, this changes everything. Do you agree? Well, I think it certainly it supports the people that say what's going on with that side of the family. I mean, it built evidence that people are saying something isn't right here. And, you know, we all want to give the family the benefit of the doubt. And I have a great deal of empathy for Bailey getting sort of thrusted into the situation. But we do have to remember that the last 
people that Chance was with before he disappeared was Bailey's dad, Bailey's brother. He was in Nebraska golfing with her family just prior to his disappearance. That's true. And, you know, in any crime story you cover, they ask, who were they last with? Who was the last person to see him? It was her family. And so that has made a lot of people say, okay, you take that, and then you add that she won't, she doesn't want to talk, she won't be public, she's, that a lot of people infer from this that there's something being hidden and something that's not quite right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. And that's the first thing to come to me was, wow, <laughs> she came out like that and you was the last one to see him. You show no effort in trying to find your husband. You have a child with this man. And also during our podcast, we had Chance's mother and she said out of her own mouth that Bailey asked, I believe it was death certificate. Yes. She asked for a death certificate within a matter of just a couple days of his disappearance um, and also actually went to his employer, who is also Matt's employer. They work together and said that they should not hold his job. They should just hire someone else for it. And that enraged Matt because Matt said, what do you mean not hold his job? He's coming back. He's only been gone a couple days. What are you talking about? My, my buddy is going to be back to his job, but his wife said release the job and hire someone else and that's just her saying that even though i didn't say a whole lot you know they call me patty eddie and i i you know i didn't say nothing i'm like hmm, okay that is odd because that was like one of the first things out of her mouth but i left it alone then and then it's got me looking at things differently now after i saw the police called you i mean the police come and talk Mm -hmm. to you and 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 she wanted me arrested. I mean, she... For well, what charges? What, what did she want said, you arrested for? Uh, she she was saying that... Um, well, she had said that I was uh, harassing her, um, and, which I thought was interesting, because I, last time I checked, knocking on someone's door and then walking away doesn't constitute harassment. But she, she was alleging I was harassing her um, and that I had disturbed the peace outside and should be cited for disturbing the peace. And so, I mean, when the police officer comes back to me, he says, Bailey wants you to be, you know, cited for this and uh, have this. And um, lucky for me, the police couldn't because they didn't have the legal standing to do it. But Bailey would have liked to have that done. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. It really is. Because I didn't see none of that that she said. I mean, because you allowed you to be out there on the public road, uh, public sidewalk. Yeah. I don't know you know, the exact laws in, in that state, but I'm sure they're not <laughs> where if you want somebody's sidewalk because she doesn't own the sidewalk. Right, and when I was filming the house, I was actually standing in the road for that exact reason, that I felt like I shouldn't stand in their yard. I felt like I should be in a public area out on a street, you know, and that's normally where you can be without being. And again, the police the police sided with me and said, you're not doing anything wrong and we're not going to cite you, but he specifically said, Bailey wants you to be, but I can't because I don't have enough to do something. Lynn, do you think what you're doing is dangerous? Uh, Well, yes. I would say that I do think it's dangerous. And my own family, you know, earlier, Ed, you talked about that Matt's wife may say, what are you doing getting involved in this stuff? I have gotten that from my own family. My own family has said, 
you know, you think you're invincible, but you can mess with the wrong person and something could happen to you. And uh, I, what I would say to this, you know, I, I am about seeking truth. My page is called Lynn Seeks Truth. I am seeking truth, and to, seek, to find truth, sometimes you have to take risks. And I was a 19-year-old single mom living in a trailer on welfare, cleaning motel rooms at, at, at rundown motels. I have seen all sides of life and all sides of the world, and uh, I'm not easily intimidated. And so uh, I, I will continue to seek truth, but certainly there is some fear, including with my family. And, and, you know, there are some interesting theories about what's happened to Chance, and, uh, you know, some of them include that his demise has been brought about by another person. There's other allegations that have been made. Some people have said he drowned in the river. Some people have said that he ran off to have a new life. Um, some people have said that, you know, maybe he was hitchhiking and, and someone picked him up um, and took him someplace else. I mean, there's a lot of allegations, but... Certainly one of the predominant allegations has been that somebody did something to him, and if you get too close to that person and you are reporting something and that person feels like they're about to be exposed, that your own life could be in danger as well. Yeah, Absolutely. Now, your opinion, do you think Chance will ever be found? Well, I, I would say this. You know, as with all missing persons cases, the longer it goes, the more you fear that they never will be. Um, originally, I had a lot of faith that he would be found. Um, as the months clicked by, I become fearful that he will become a face that we're looking at 10 years later. Um, that's my fear. Um, but I'm going to say that if I, were, if I were a betting woman, I would say that he will be found. I don't believe my gut is, is that Chance is no longer with us, that he is deceased. But I do believe in my gut also that he will eventually be found. And I agree with you. Um, I believe he's deceased too because I've heard, I've seen it in groups where people said, you know, hey, he went off to, you know, to be somewhere else. He's in hiding. I don't believe that mm -mm. Um, because mm -hmm. even if he 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 was he, he loves his mom. At the end of the day, he loves his family. To walk away from yeah. his child and his mother and them, I, I just it, and then his friend. He would see this on the news, how Matt is going through all the hell and all the turmoil just to find him. I just don't see he would just let that go. I, I agree with you. I believe that Chance is no longer with us. Unfortunately, uh, I could be wrong. But after watching that video and how his wife reacted, definitely sends some red flags. It's not normal. No, it's not normal. Um, it, it's, it's something's not right here. And I I see it as maybe she's no more than what she's been telling. Because, Lynn, usually when, okay, let me give you an example. If I have a wife and she becomes missing, if Lynn DeSanto shows up at my door and say, Ed, I'm here to help, I'm going to hug you. I'm going to hug you and say thank you. If someone else come to my door or call me and say, Ed, we want to help, thank you. If a hundred yeah. people show up and I don't even know them and they want to help, thank you. All the help you can get and you don't have no money and people giving, their, giving away their free time and energy to help you find someone that they don't even know, why would you turn that down? The only that, reason that, That's exactly right. 
Yeah. The only reason you would turn that down is because you are involved some kind of way or you're not telling the truth. And it that's what it makes it appears because if you done done something that that is illegal, that could be part of the reason for the disappearance, then you want to stay quiet as possible and you want to try to remove yourself from the situation. That makes sense? Yes. And look at so many cases. Right now, a lot of people are talking about baby Evelyn, this little baby. It's been in the news. It's just been found deceased. Where was she found? She was found on the property of someone related to Evelyn's mom. It's a family member. And so we all know that follow crime stories that looking at the family, looking at the people close to the family is very important because statistically, they are oftentimes involved, not always, and we know that, and that's the police's job to figure that out. But in Chance's case, all, all avenues need to be investigated. And, and not only if we have this, we also have to keep in mind that Matt has had property that he has wanted to search with his search parties that he has inquired that are relatives of Bailey's that they have said, you are not welcome on our property. Yes. See, the family owns land in this area, right? They're, they're business, farm, ranch, open area. They have been turned down to, well, why? Exactly. <laughs> why won't you let them walk your land? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that when I heard that, and, you know, I started putting things together, it's like, what, what is, there is no cooperation here. And when there's no, no cooperation, uh, yeah, that usually raises red flags. Another thing, Lynn, yeah. before we go, said something to you in that video that kind of mm, rubbed me the wrong way. And he said to you, he says, well, Bailey has been through enough. I'm mm-hmm. like, been through enough? I mean, she shows no remorse. What do you mean she's been through enough? That kind of rubbed me the wrong way because she hasn't shown no signs of a grieving wife. She has shown no signs of that she's wanting her husband found. So what is he talking about? She's been through enough. Is there something I missed, Lynn? Mm-hmm. Well, and what about Chance's family, Chance's mother? Chance's, yes. They've been through. Right about them, right? And so a lot of people, I understand, have empathy for Bailey. This was her husband. This was the father to her child. But let's keep in mind there's a whole other family that wants their loved one found. And they are saying, where is our son? And I am 100% in support of that family. And um, if, if, if there's something that Bailey and her family know that they're not being forthright on, think about how profoundly they are affected on Chance's side of the family. I mean, this is devastating for them. And I have checked in many times, how's Chance's mom doing? And what I get told every time is, this woman's life is ruined. She is devastated. There is no word. She, she, can, she cannot sleep at night. She can barely eat. She cannot function because her boy is missing, and she doesn't know where he is. And so my heart is with that mother. Yeah. Bless her heart. Bless her heart. You're right about that. Well, Lynn, you're doing a great job. I am a big fan of you. I go to your page a lot you, because you put in a lot of hard work. You you do the Serenity Denard case as well and other help other families. And God bless you for what you do. And I really believe, Lynn, I know what you're doing is a very dangerous thing. And that's what Kathy was, you know, getting to earlier. But 
you know, God is with you. You got a lot of fans, a lot of followers that really d- to support you and depend on you. And, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a, a wonderful job. I, I just had to tell you that. A great job. Well, I, I, appre- I appreciate that so much from both of you. I will tell you that before I do my lives, every single one, I spend some quiet time with just in my own sort of head and in my own heart before I go live. And I always ask over and over again, I'm a spiritual person, I say, give me the words, let me be the voice for this person, uh, let me be the voice for the person that can no longer speak for themselves, and, and guide me that I am shining truth on what's happening and, and helping these people. So my heart is in a good place. I think a lot of people sense that. There are, I have haters, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. I am coming yep. from a good place and doing my best. <laughs> You sure are. We, you sure are. God bless you. Lynn, before we go, um, tell people how they can find you on Facebook and YouTube because you, I love it, and I want them to love it too. I appreciate that very much. Um, if people search Lynn, and it's spelled L-Y-N, Seeks Truth on YouTube or on Facebook, it will come up. Um, I have moved to posting my videos directly onto YouTube, so if you're wanting to watch the lives, um, make sure you subscribe to my page there. Um, I am not doing this for uh, for the for the money. I do this for the heart and for the right reason, but I do appreciate people that follow me and support me on those pages because really when things are hard and I feel discouraged, those followers and subscribers that send me messages really keep me inspired and keep me going. Yes, yes, yes. Well, like I said, we're fans too, and uh, you just keep doing what you're doing, and we really appreciate you. Take you have a busy schedule. I didn't know you wasn't senator no more, but you have a busy schedule. And thank you for coming on here on the show with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you, and thank you for all you guys do as well, covering these cases. Uh, you know, we're a team. We're all working together for the same thing, and I appreciate all your work, also. Thank you, Lynn. Okay, well, we appreciate you, and thank you for being on the show. You have a wonderful day. Thank you. All right. All right, guys, we um, have run out of time. If you're listening, if you're new to this, and this is your first time with Crime Pursuit, go to our Facebook, Crime Pursuit Podcast. Hit the like button. Hit the follow button. We have case updates. We have all kinds of things that we're interacting with everybody every day. Also, we have an Instagram, Crime Pursuit, uh, at Crime Pursuit. Also, you can find us on Twitter. Go and follow us. Get involved. We interact. We answer all our messages, don't we, Kathy? We sure do. Yeah, we'll interact with. We have a big team. We have a lot of people um, that, and I try to get everybody involved. You know, Kathy has been doing a lot of investigating stuff, uh, a lot of research, and now she's here with co-hosting, helping out. So, you know, we we have a lot of people that, you know, work with these cases to help with these families. So, hey. Follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, and get involved with the pursuit. All right, you guys have a good night.